Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 359, Don't Sleep With Him, How to Navigate Sex and Dating. Hey everybody, I'm Sandy Weiner. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to have the love you want and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and love. Today, I am going to be speaking with therapist and author Dr. Nancy Lee about her new book, Don't Sleep With Him Yet, A Badass Guide to Dating in 10 Empowered Steps. I'm really excited about this show because The sleeping with him subject comes up all the time with my clients and with the people in my Facebook group. And speaking of my Facebook group, it is called Your Last First Date. And don't forget the your. This is a group for women over 40. Some of them are in relationships. Some of them are married by now. Um, But many of them are single And they're looking for empowered ways to date, not to complain and to be talking negatively about men and how dating sucks. This is, yes, frustration happens and it's okay to mention it, but we don't get anywhere if we just focus on what's wrong with dating. We get somewhere when we talk about how to empower ourselves, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And um, as a life coach, a woman's empowerment coach, a dating coach, my whole focus is to become a woman of value. And every week I bring you a tip on how to be that woman of value. This week's tip is be firm about your standards. I teach a whole course on boundaries with my co-leader, Teresa Byrne, and we are getting ready to relaunch it probably in the fall because this is probably one of the most important things that you can do is to know what your boundaries are, what your standards are, and be able to convey them with grace and dignity and clarity. And so I encourage you today to know your standards. Don't be afraid to say, that doesn't work for me, or no, I can't do that. I could do this instead. So there's a whole, there's a whole art to boundaries, but I encourage you today to take one small step to be firm about your standards and don't be somebody's option, be yourself. (laughs) So let me introduce you now to my guest, Dr. Nancy Lee. She is a clinical psychologist in private practice in Beverly Hills. She's a leading practitioner of cognitive behavior therapy, and she specializes in a wide range of behavioral health issues ranging from depression and anxiety to male and female psychosexual desire and functioning. And we're going to be talking today about her new book, Don't Sleep With Him Yet, A Badass Guide to Dating in 10 Empowered Steps. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nancy. Hey, I am so thrilled to be here and talking about my favorite topic, dating and mating. (laughs) Yes, right. Well, I'm excited to have you, and just our little brief discussion we had before we went live, I can tell we really are along the same lines, just, uh, you know, really thinking in in similar ways, so this is going to be a great show, I can tell you already. Ah, So let's start with why you wrote this book. I mean, you're a therapist, you take, you cover lots of different topics. Why, why this? 
such an excellent question. So a couple years ago, about five to six years ago, I noticed that women of all ages kept coming in for therapy, being really unhappy about dating, about relationships, about all sorts of things related to men. So when I delved deeper, it seemed like, okay, on the one hand, there were women that were getting into these intense relationships really fast. Um, They were sleeping with guys, honestly, out of obligation versus out of really wanting to. They thought that the guy wouldn't continue seeing them unless they slept together. Guess what? The relationship continued for a few weeks, a few months, and then all of a sudden would come, and this is a sign of the times, a text. Oh, by the way, I'm really not ready for a relationship after all, or I have too much going on. So the relationship would stop. The women felt blindsided by these men. Again, these were very intense relationships. There, there were also women that I saw that just – and this – some of these were um, some of these skewed a bit younger, but not always. Where a woman might come in for therapy, and oh gosh, I met this really cute guy, and we hooked up at a party. And uh, but hey, it's it's really just about sex. Well, guess what? Next week she comes into my office for therapy, really upset, can't stop checking her phone for a text that doesn't come. So uh-huh. I was. Yeah, so I saw all of this over and over, and I thought, wow, this, you know, the not just the stories that I'm hearing from patients, but how do I help them? And I really intuitively thought of, wait, they're, they're not standing up for themselves. They're really deferring to men, especially sexually. But I, I wanted to back that up, so I spent five or six years really doing research on whether it was surveys or scientific journal articles or even other women's writing that really backed up the fact women need to stand up for themselves a lot more to get what they want. Yeah, boy, you're speaking my language. Um, and and what's yeah. interesting is, I mean, this this I see both of these situations over and over again, and, and I deal with women over 40. And, you know, I think that the the second situation of I, I'm just dating casually, I remember many years ago I had a client who was just, she said she, she will not, she's not going to get attached, and she was positive mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. she's just going to have sex and it's going to be totally fine. And in, in several of these cases, and it hasn't happened in a long time, and I think it's also because my coaching has changed a lot, but these mm-hmm. women would get so attached. And I remember one in particular who fell for this guy head over heels and knew very little about him. He was from another country. She she had him over on their second or third date for like a five-course meal cooked in the style of his country. I mean, she Mm -hmm, had romanticized mm -hmm. this whole relationship that didn't exist yet. And he slept over and she wrote to me that it was the, you know, a night of her dreams. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then she, my God, the whole, the whole weekend, she's sending email after email. He hasn't, he hasn't written me a text. He hasn't followed up. 
And then, of course, it came with the, uh, I'm not ready for a relationship yet, and she was devastated. So, um, yeah, this is, this is very common. So, so it sounds like the, the common denominator is women not standing up for themselves and speaking up soon enough and defining what they want maybe. So, yeah, say, say more about that. So women lately have been told culturally that you can be just like a man, okay? Um, and, yes, we want equal job opportunities and we want to have choices, the same choices as a man, but our brains don't process sex the same way, and that's what's left out. So a lot of women will will try to convince themselves that, okay, they're, they sleep with a guy and they're going to convince themselves that they won't be attached or it's just about sex. But honestly, that doesn't work. That's a purely physical relationship. A is not our default setting. Um, men straight away have 20 times more testosterone than women. That's a, That's a whole other issue. I'll come back to that. But it really is about... You know, women, I think, are hearing so much culturally, not so much anymore, but the last couple of years have heard you have to behave a certain way or you have to sleep with a guy on the, you know, X date. And instead of really listening to what feels right to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that whole thing about the um, women's equality has been very misunderstood when it comes to relationships. And our culture has changed so much. And I talk about this a lot in my show about, you know, yes, we've achieved equality, a lot more equality, not 100% equality in the workplace, Mm -hmm. but we don't approach relationships in the same way. And we aren't the same. And we need polarity in order to really have a relationship and not have two people who are behaving in the exact same way, both aggressors, both top of their field, both, you know, competitive, you cancel each other out. And um, so it's a whole other thing. But when it comes to sex, men can have much more detached sex often. I mean, there are exceptions. Absolutely. let's, Let's talk about that, too, because there are women who do have detached sex. And just this this conversation came up in in my your last first date group this past week and one woman said after her marriage ended she was pretty devastated and so she had a lot of kind of mindless sex um which worked mm-hmm. for her until mm-hmm. she met her now fiance and she said she did attack him on the second date but they they happened to work well together so we have these women who can do that um so how do you explain that See, and I I talk about this in my book as well. Again, it's about choice. So there are times in a woman's life she is not looking for a cosmic connection. It Mm -hmm. may be it is just purely physical, the excitement, or she's lonely or just needs that validation. But what is key is that a woman really owns that, okay? So in the case of your friend, yes, she was at a time of, her life she had already been in a relationship she was she i don't know the circumstances of her divorce but basically may well for whatever for whatever reason she wanted that physical intimacy but she absolutely sounds like she owned it even mm-hmm. then though the key is wanting to be respected so mm-hmm. you 
your friend, I'm guessing, has a lot of self-esteem and self-respect. So she was able to choose men who would respect her back. Does that make sense to you? The problem Mm -hmm. could be when, say, somebody with not much experience with men or has not already had that long-term relationship that maybe they crave or has does not know the feeling of what being in a marriage is like is saying to themselves, well, I'm just, you know, going to just not necessarily sleep with anyone, but it's, it's really, it's really about self-respect and choices and choosing men who are going to respect you. Mm-hmm. And being willing to walk away when they don't. <laughs> um, and or, or, I mean, that's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, go on. Well, I know I just wanted to share, you know, my experience after divorce. Um, one of the men I met was was not available for a long-term relationship. And I liked his company. I was mm-hmm. very intellectually stimulated by him. There were He was fun. He took me to great places. And I said to him from the beginning that I would not sleep with him, that I would continue mm-hmm. dating him as long as it was fun for me. <laughs> And as soon as it wasn't, I was going to walk away. And I did, and I had never been able to do that before. And when the relationship ended, it was because he had been really unkind um, about a few things that had happened, and, and it was a deal-breaker for me. So I As said it should to him, be. I right, and I, and I walked away, and I said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And he said, well, can't we just be friends? And I said, no, you were not my friend. That's the problem. <laughs> you did not behave like a friend. Now, it takes a certain level of self-esteem to be able to know that about yourself and to not get so hooked on someone's charm and yes. the good time you're having to be able to do that. So that, that took a lot of self-work on my part to be able to and I can, be with I, someone like yeah, that. I congratulate you for getting there and for mm. being able to being able to assert what you really wanted. I mean, honestly, that's inspirational. That story that you told right there is really inspirational for so many women who have trouble with that. Basically, the man was being unkind. That's a deal breaker right there. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Charm, good looks, power, none of that. And this is in my book, by the way. None of that matters if somebody is unkind or not sensitive to your feelings. So you saw that right there. You said, this is not somebody for me because of those things. And you were able to say, like, you were able to walk away from something, as you say, that that was that was kind of fun or the guy was charming. Also, Sandy, I'm going, I'm going to ask you a question. How much <laughs> worse would it have been for you if you were sleeping with him? I mean, how oh, much, much more worse. attached? You would, it, it, right. Mm-hmm. It would have been incredibly worse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I knew and myself. I, and and mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. didn't want to be I didn't want to be sleeping with someone who I knew was sleeping with a lot of other women, um, for safety oh, reasons no. as well as emotional reasons, both of those reasons. But yes, we, you know, we definitely it's like I call them stupid hormones. You know, once you sleep with somebody, your brain gets mushy. You can't really yes. control the attachment because you're releasing oxytocin and serotonin. I don't even know. Is it is it what other hormones do we release? Well, oxytocin, serotonin, you hit those. There's something called phenylethylamine, and that's a, that's a very long word, but it's a abbreviated <laughs> capital P, capital E, capital A. And those, that's a neurotransmitter that makes us 
really attached to our partners, especially mm. during sex. There's mm-hmm. also, I I'd, I'd mentioned that one of the changes that I'm seeing now, which I think is so helpful, so even though Me Too and Time's Up relate to sexual assault, something I discuss in my book is the trickle-down effect where women are becoming much more empowered and feel way more comfortable about saying what they want in a consensual relationship as well, instead of keeping quiet. So Mm -hmm. I think that's something that is also incredibly important. Your your experience reminded me of that because you have the self-awareness to be like, wait a minute, this, you know, this dating around on his part doesn't work for me. I want kindness in my life and in my relationship as it should. And you were able to be really upfront about saying that. Mm-hmm. It, it seems odd, but a lot of women will, you know, internally stew about things, but not be able to put that across to their partner or to somebody that they're dating. And I do yeah. think that that's changing in a positive direction now. Hopefully my book will help with change. Mm, I hope so. I, and I have seen some shift there, but I also have seen a lot of men who are afraid of touching a woman. They're afraid of being alone with a woman. They're afraid of being accused. And this is happening in the workplace as well, where they're going to the opposite extreme. So they, they're asking to, for consent for everything. Is it okay to touch you? Is it okay to kiss you? Is it okay? If it, and then it's taking away some of that, like, just take me against the wall, you know, kind of thing. Where yeah, a lot yeah, of women, I guess I'm a, yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's funny. I talk a lot about flirting in my book too, because this, mm. you're right. This has become a real issue. By the way, flirting releases dopamine in our brain, which is a really rewarding neurotransmitter. So flirting in of itself feels really good, but it only feels good if it's welcome and pleasurable for both both people. So what I say to men is, no, you don't want to you don't want to be a just a flirt flirtatious just killing all of that or killing like any hint of romance. Pay attention to cues. It's it's not all about just asking, "Hey, can I smile at you?" I mean, I'm being facetious. <laughs> but l- l- listen, there's there's so many unspoken cues. Is is a woman smiling back at you? What's her body language? So, there's really a lot of a lot that can help empower both men and women. We don't want to kill romance. And by the way, yeah. not not to not to go back on something, but I, I mean just go backwards in the conversation. Fast a fast pace to sex really really kills the romance and build up of mystery and eroticism in a relationship for men too. By the way, yeah. not all men want to sleep with a woman they're dating right away. They really That's don't. True. Women, yeah. So I don't think a lot of women realize that. Too many women are stereotyping men as well. But um, there are men who appreciate a slower pace to sex. Yes, that is true. Um, I actually have a client who came with this dilemma, which was she's trying to change how she dates because she used to get involved with the charming, narcissistic type of men who would blow her away chemically and there was no substance. So now she's chosen Mm -hmm. a man who has substance. She is attracted, but she's finding herself, as she slows down the whole sexual process, um, 
I think there's a part of her that really wants him to be more aggressive sexually, but he's trying to follow her cues. And so I suggested that they, you know, that she set the scene and that she talked to him about what she, what turns her on, and he talks to her about what turns him on, and and they can, you know, they can create more of the sexual experience that she yearns for, because um, she's already preempting this is going to happen and it's going to maybe it's going to be terrible, and he's, you know, it's like no, no, be present it's- and be open and. And, you know, and and let him know, like, if he has to ask permission. I mean, that's really where it had gotten because he was being so compliant with getting STI testing and all the things she wanted, but he really desires her. So, yeah, any suggestions for, you know, when you're changing how you date? Because a lot of people go from going to for that sexual high to finding somebody who's more so-called, you know, normal, um, like a really healthier relationship. Yeah, a much more healthy relationship, which can be repulsive to some people at some point when you're not used to it. And that's an excellent question and just line of discussion. The assumptions don't, so many people, again, men and women, this is not exclusive to men or women, make these assumptions about the dating dynamic that they're in or about their partner, check things out. Once a relationship gets going and develops some steam, you're dating each other, you find you're compatible, you enjoy each other's company, those layers are going to come out naturally, but they're going to come out only if you're willing to communicate. You know, uh-huh. talk about like, hey, what feels what you know what feels right at this point, what doesn't feel right, what you what your expectations are, and also cue at ask your part. You just don't be afraid to ask your partner. Now, this is not going to happen on a first date, of course. This is going to happen sometime into a relationship. But really, the worst thing you can do is make assumptions that may that are probably incorrect. Correct, yeah. Assumptions are really, really bad thing to do in general. Um, that's great advice. So let's let's take the scenario that happens so often. You brought it up before. If a man pressures a woman for sex early on and she doesn't want to have sex yet, what do you suggest she do or say? Basically explain. Just explain. I'm not ready yet. Maybe maybe I will be, maybe I won't, but just be absolutely upfront and without an apology. How many times have you heard that? Oh gosh, I'm I, I'm sorry, I'm not ready. Why apologize? Uh-huh. Our bodies are really precious. If you don't want to share it with this dude at the moment, then don't. Now, yeah. a really quality guy is going to is is going to respect that, and he'll stick around. If a guy wants to be with you if he's looking for something substantial he's absolutely going to respect and listen to what you're saying and not walk away if the guy hears you don't want sex and he boom he's gone that person would not have been your soulmate trust me yeah yeah that's that's what women are so afraid of. i'm going to push away a good guy but that's that's not the case no. You know, and I, I think the, part of the problem is when people get mixed up between standards and demands. 
And when I talk about boundaries, it's not about a wall. It's not saying, you know, you have to do this in order to make me happy. No. It's, you know, you, you very matter of fact just say, this is, I'm just not ready yet. And, you know, and there are men who, even if they if they talk too much on a date and you interrupt them, they'll get up and walk out. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, but it's great information. Thank you for leaving. It's great. Now I have the evening to myself. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, it's all about being upfront about what you want or what you don't want. Mm -hmm. And I love the way you made that distinction between that distinction between the boundaries, hard boundaries and a boundary that you set for yourself, a standard. One of the things I talk about in the book is that we have no problems. We're on an elevator, right? And we, somebody gets into our space and too close we have no problem about saying, hey, excuse me, or moving away a little bit. But being on a date with a guy, so many women have a problem just asserting their boundaries about their own sexuality and their bodies. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a boundary as a standard, not as this wall, like, hey, no, just don't. That's something yeah. so different. Absolutely. And I have women fill out an operating manual when they start working with me about all of the things they need to operate well. And this is for them to be able to describe it to a man. You know, what do I need sexually? What do I need even, you know, physical environment, um, everything? How much sleep do I need? How much, what kind of food do I eat? So many people won't even assert that. So, um, yeah, we have to know ourselves first, first and foremost, and not be afraid to take a stand for what's important. Um, so as we, we're running out of time, this is, this is oh, no. such a great conversation. <laughs> I, you, let us, let, I want two more hours. This is, this yeah, is great. I, know, I can too. keep going. Uh, so much more to say. Yeah, I know. We we have to have you back. People have been asking me to have part two of of guests, and so you're definitely somebody I would love to have back. But let's let's talk about friends with benefits. Can that ever work? Oh gosh, that's a loaded loaded term. Everybody's story is different, but so but I'm going to speak in generalities now. A friend with benefits, so you're hooking up with a guy, your friends, you're sleeping together. I'll tell you something, Sandy. It's going to work for the guy, but it's not going to work for the woman. So um, I've had really countless women with that same scenario come into my office, and honestly, sometimes they would be okay with it for a while, and then all of a sudden the guy that the friend who they the friend that they're hooking up with, sleeping with, starts dating somebody else seriously, uh-huh. they're devastated. So it really, yes, in name it may have been friends with benefits, but meanwhile the woman was actually really attached to the guy more than friends. Um, yeah. If now, now on the other end of it, if some of the best romances – and statistics show this as well. Some of the happiest relationships, marriages, begin as friends, but they don't begin as friends with benefits. Yeah. So if you have, yeah, if you if you have, I talk, I, I have a whole chapter devoted to this in my book. But say you have a BFF, and you already ha- you already have in emotional intimacy with with a with a 
guy that is a really close friend. You have mutual a mutual foundation. You guys know each other. Sometimes you fall in love. Sometimes you don't. But if both of you do, and there's if there seems to be romance that's happening, there are ways to check that out with one another before you just okay, I'm sleeping with this guy because I I he wants me to, or I'm really feeling attracted to him. Yeah. No, totally. I, I had a young woman come to me. She was in her 20s, her early 20s. She was a friend of my daughter, and she was best friends with this guy. And she said to me, I am so torn about whether I should date him or not, like I'm attracted to him, mm-hmm. and I don't want to ruin the friendship if it doesn't work out. And so we had a long talk about it. She ended up marrying him. They have three kids. There you go. <laughs> She's really happy. There, there you go. And, and, yeah. and by the way, some, sometimes just a way to check it out, if you're really interested in a guy who's your friend but you're not sure if it's reciprocated, something I tell women to say is, oh, by the way, I had a dream about you the other night. Oh. And just kind of yeah you can you can tease out what 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 does he say either he's going to run with it or he'll he'll push that whole he'll he'll push he'll push it away but i give a lot of tools in this book by the way really concrete things it's it's a lot to basically help you really take any relationship to the next level but that's one that's that's just one piece of advice i like to give women who are confused about whether to continue or or push for something with a with a guy who's a friend it comes up that's all a, the time in therapy by yeah, the way yeah that's a it's a really great suggestion it's a, and it's a low risk kind of way to say yes. it you're not putting yourself on the line very very brilliant um so nancy um for my final question, what do you suggest that a woman do to take back her power and have men value her more? What are some of your best tips? I think one, the first one, is dig deep and respect yourself and respect your choices. Do not self-doubt. We women are natural self-doubters. It's in our brain. We tend to over – it's part of – overanalyzing. Sometimes that works for us, by the way, when we're, hey, when we're solving an engineering problem, right? Um, But it doesn't necessarily work when we just keep second-guessing our decisions and our feelings. So respect yourself, respect your own decisions, your own choices, okay? If If you have that kind of and it's a little bit different than confidence, by the way. It's, it's an esteem. It's a trust. You trust yourself. You trust your decisions. You're going to put that out there automatically. So you are not going to allow yourself to be manipulated to, by a man, or you're not going to allow yourself to be silenced by a man. And you're also going to rule in some pretty good guys, who good quality guys who respect you as well for who you are. Mm, I love that. Great advice and definitely to be continued. Um, so okay. tell, tell our audience where they can find you and how can they get your book. Okay, so the the book actually sold out the first set on Amazon, but it's back in. So um, go to Amazon and Don't Sleep With Him Yet, A Badass Guide to Dating and Ten Empowering Steps, 
by Dr. Nancy Lee. Um, I, there's, my website is not quite ready yet. It will be uh, in two weeks. But in the meantime, the Facebook page is Don't Sleep With Him Yet, forward slash the book. So I'll be posting, I mean, I have posted events, some excerpts um, on there. You can find out more. I'm, my, if, you, if you want to know what's happening more about the book or about me, Instagram is doc, just D-R, Dr. Nancy Lee, D-R-N-A-N-C-Y-L-E-L-E-E. Okay. I will put your social media and your book link notes and um yeah this this has been great i hope that your book continues to do well you're helping so many people with this age-old problem i hear it all the time i've heard it from my own children who have made these mistakes it breaks my heart to to (laughs) see one (laughs) of them get involved with somebody who is obviously not available and say it's okay i'm casually dating i'm not really wanting a relationship right now and it's just not true. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, too. You're doing an amazing service to women also. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And so thanks, and thanks. everybody, for listening today. And if you love our show, please rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you hear your podcasts. And I really hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. 